This episode is brought to you by Dietz and Watson. Uh, Molly, it's time we have the talk about hot dogs. Oh, oh, okay. Well, hey, (laughs) I'm looking for a hot dog that's the real deal, Matthew. Like a classic hot dog that like when you think of like the platonic ideal of a hot dog, Mm -hmm. I recommend Dietz and Watson's Dietz Dogs. Ah, well, I've heard that they're handcrafted and made using only Dietz and Watson premium meat. I can vouch for this because Dietz and Watson sent us a big box of hot dogs and other delights. And wife of the show, Lori, and I had them for dinner last night. We had uh, the classic beef Dietz dogs with uh, toasted buns with sauerkraut and pickled jalapenos and Dietz and Watson ballpark style yellow mustard. Do you think you'd recommend Dietz and Watson hot dogs for fried rice? Oh, yeah. Fried rice with some sliced hot dogs. I'm going to be doing that soon. Wife of the show, Lori, is going to be making the hot dog flour buns from Christina Cho's cookbook, Mooncakes and Milk Bread. Very excited for this. Mm, And I'm especially pleased because Dietz and Watson does things the right way. So this means like no additives, no fillers, no artificial flavors, no cutting corners. You can feel good about this stuff. Dietz and Watson. It's a family thing since 1939. Shop now at Dietz slash the right way. That's Dietz, D-I-E-T-Z, and Watson.com slash the right way. I'm Molly. And I'm Matthew. And this is Spilled Milk, the show where we cook something delicious, eat it all, and you can't have any. And today we're talking about hazelnuts. Hazelnuts. Hazelnuts, a.k.a. Filberts. Have we done... FKA twigs. Have we done other nuts. other nuts? We've done peanuts. We've done walnuts, we right? Did walnuts? Oh, maybe we didn't do walnuts. No, no did I think we, we do did. Almonds? We did do walnuts we did because, almonds. because we tried black walnuts, which I had never tried before. And we did almonds. I remember yeah. it, it was quite boring. It was that was a I live show. It was show. a live show. <laughs> so yeah, great good for us. Um <laughs> <laughs> and uh so, so yes, the answer is we've done other nuts. Great. Okay. We, and we pistachios. We recently we did, we did recently pistachios. pistachios. So basically- <laughs> We've this, done all the nuts. We've done all of the other nuts, and this is the, the one that's left. No, we haven't done Brazil nuts. Mm-hmm. Uh, we Pine haven't nuts. done pe- pecans, I don't think. Maybe. I don't think we've done pecans. Uh, I can't remember. Because we would have we eaten like pecan pie. Hmm. Um, we haven't, no, we haven't done, what did you just say? Pine, Pine nuts. nuts. We should do Pine nuts. I am having to work so hard to resist doing the Christopher Guest impression. Yes, which which we've heard before. No, go ahead. Don't don't resist. Is it from Best in Show? Yeah. Where he is naming off, he's driving, it's like one of the interview segments, right. and he's driving his bus or RV or whatever it is, and he is just rattling off the names of nuts. Yes. Pine nut, pistachio nut, <laughs> peanut Red pistachio nut. <laughs> yes. Oh my god, I just love it. Okay. All right. So, all right. so this episode was mine to research, and I'm feeling really excited about all the knowledge I have to share with I'm you. I'm excited today. too. I I think I just wanted to do this episode because I really like hazelnuts, and I didn't know if they were going to be interesting or not. This is your favorite nut. It's this is my favorite nut. Yeah. Okay. Well, so uh, so of course I began my research at Wikipedia. We haven't done cashews. I don't think. Mm, did I lo- we? I love Maybe cashews. we did do cashews. Cashews were my grandmother's favorite nut. I should never. I should never commit to whether I think we've done something or not, because I never remember what we did like an hour later. Mm -hmm. All right. So I loved the first line of the Wikipedia entry. The hazelnut is the nut of the hazel. I don't think I knew that. I didn't Like a witch hazel? What's a witch? I didn't either. Is 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 a I, so I, I don't think I knew hazel was a plant. I did not either. I think I just and, thought it was like a grandma. In retrospect, I feel really 
dumb. Like Hazel is this word that shows up all over the English language, both in terms of like a name. Also, there's a bar in my neighborhood called Hazelwood. Uh Um, Hazelnut. (laughs) Which Hazel? Which Hazel? What else? When I was a kid, we had a bottle of which Hazel. Hazelton is the last name. Great. Go on. (laughs) We had a bottle of witch hazel in the medicine cabinet that I think was for like if you got a cut or a rash or something, sunburn. Like when my mom was a kid, I remember I I remember her telling me that when she was a kid, I think that her mother would like swab their chests with witch hazel when it was hot outside. Okay, that makes sense. Like Like, like like to help them sleep, vapor rub type of deal. Maybe I'm making this up. Oh my god! So recently, um, we were doing a little uh, bathroom clean out, and wife of the show Lori said, "Hey, I've got a project for you. Like this is all the ibuprofen I found in like various bottles and formats throughout the bathroom. Could you please like throw away the ones that are super expired and the rest just like throw into the big jar?" And so I'm like, okay, I can do that. And so I uh, I sorted through and I uh, I threw like there were some from Japan and like, you know, from various different stores and stuff and threw them all to the big jar. And now we have a jar of ibuprofen that looks exactly like TV drugs. Like, you know, if a kid gets busted with <laughs> drugs. Oh, and it's on, like a whole bunch of different it's like types just, of pills. It's just a bunch of random, randomly colored pills. That's what this looks like. I kind of love it. Oh, you guys are so cool. <laughs> Um, yeah, we're we're cool because we have drugs. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Anyway, so Matthew, uh, since neither of us knew that the hazel was a type of actual plant, um, this is everything you share is going to be new to me. Right? It was yeah. new to me. So, and I almost feel like I'm using the word wrong. It feels so foreign to me to talk about like hazels. Can we like pull up a picture of the, what the plant looks like? So yeah, it, it's on Wikipedia. Okay. It, it's somewhat unremarkable. So hazels are deciduous trees and shrubs, and they are found all over. And there are many, many different cultivars. Can like the same species of plant be a tree or a shrub depending on like the conditions? I'm inclined to think so. I mean, for instance, I have a camellia that grows outside my house that was there when I bought the house and it used to be a, a shrub solidly a shrub okay tending toward a bush is, is a shrub like a small bush yeah, I think so anyway <laughs> don't know the difference between a shrub and a bush I it did not occur to me until recently that perhaps this thing needed to be pruned because it is now a full-on tree but what interesting I will say, so like well like- actually but it has multiple trunks a tree can have multiple trunks. There's this tree, like I think it's a cedar tree, like a few blocks from my apartment that when uh teenager of the show Iris was little and we would walk by it on the way to preschool, we called it the triple tree because it had three trunks. Like it started as one, but then quickly split into three. Yeah. And that tree has grown up so much. Now when I walk by, like you can barely even see the three trunks anymore. Oh my God, Matthew, I am such an idiot. I am realizing as I sit here talking to you, I have a tree in my backyard that I have been told is a corkscrew hazelnut. Oh. It does not produce nuts. But you it has these it to produce fascinating nuts. corkscrew branches. Like the branches that, that grow cool. off of it kind of they they have a corkscrew shape. I like it. And it has multiple trunks. Which I wonder if that means that it's more a shrub than a tree. God, w- Matthew. No, but but I, we should have looked this up. No, I wasn't saying that that multiple trunks is like a characteristic of a shrub. But I wonder if it is. 
Okay. Well, yeah, you're right. Let's, we'll pause at some point during the episode and do a little shrub research. Okay. Anyway, so hazels are deciduous trees and shrubs that are found all over, though mostly in the northern hemisphere. They're mostly in your yard. <laughs> Turkey is the world's largest producer of hazelnuts, followed okay. by Azerbaijan. Uh, then the U.S., of which 99% of U.S.-grown hazelnuts are from Oregon. Yes, in Oregon, they are called filberts. Don't call them hazelnuts. Okay. Um, and uh, they're the state nut of Oregon. And then uh, after the U.S., uh, next in terms of production is China and then Georgia. And then also Chile, apparently, also is a producer of hazelnuts, although, of course, that's Southern Hemisphere. Yeah, I think the reason uh, hazelnuts, I, I'm, I'm changing the subject from, from Chile because I don't know, but uh, there was a Planet Money episode about hazelnuts. There's a Planet Money episode for everything, and uh, we'll link to it. And I think the gist of the episode was there was like a hazelnut blight on the East Coast, and so no hazelnuts are grown on the, on the East Coast of the U.S., hmm. but uh, there's like a researcher who's working on blight-resistant rootstock, mm. and so maybe hazelnuts can become a cash crop again on the East Coast. Yeah. You know, later Cash in the show, crop is really fun to say. Later in the show, we're going to be doing a hazelnut disease quiz. Yes. <laughs> yeah, again, it's going to be one of these things again where like most of our listeners are going to think that's funny, and if you're a, a commercial hazelnut grower, you're it's gonna just going like, to make you it really guys are sad. Idiots. Yes. <laughs> um, anyway, so the term hazelnut includes any of the nuts that are that are that grow on this species of the genus Corylus. I don't that's, know how to that's how I was going to say it. Also, C O R Y L U S. So anyway, any any hazelnut producing shrub or tree, like it, its its Latin name begins with Coralus. Okay, and they grow in in slightly different shapes and sizes. Some are a little bit more torpedoy. Some are a little bit more like kind of fat like acorns. Anyway, there are many different cultivars, most of which are grown uh, for like the specific qualities of the nut themselves. Although I guess some are grown as like pollinators or rootstock okay. or whatever. But anyway, so I, I had to look up a diagram of what these look like when they grow on the tree because I, I struggle to like understand the anatomy of this thing that we think of as the edible part of the hazelnut. Okay. Like what's going on there, right? Mm -hmm. Okay. So when this thing grows on the tree, what you see is this outer fibrous husk. Almost, you know, it almost looks like a um, tomatillo husk. Oh, okay. It, it's like papery. It's fibrous like that. And it is surrounding this smooth shell, okay? Yes, I'm familiar with a hazelnut in the shell. Yeah, okay. So when it's ripe, it falls out of that fibrous husk, and then you have to remove the shell, and inside the shell is the kernel, and the kernel mm -hmm. is what we eat. So the shell is like the seed coat? Yeah, I guess. Are hazelnuts related to chestnuts? I don't know, but it sure it seems like the, like the marking it. on the shell is kind of similar. Yeah. And they, in, both, in both cases, like the shell comes out of like, well, I guess a lot of nuts, there's a shell inside a fleshy fruit. Yeah. Okay. Uh, wait, you mean a fleshy fruit inside a shell? No, I guess you didn't oh, say it was fleshy. fleshy. Like, no, like, it's no, not the, fleshy. Like there's like a husk around a shell. Yeah. Okay. Yes. So anyway, the seed has a thin, dark brown skin. You've probably seen. You've probably yes. seen yes, hazelnuts yes, yes. That, that have been sort of rubbed so the skin comes off. It's papery. Yeah. Anyway, and of course, hazelnuts can be eaten raw or toasted with like that thin papery skin on or not. Of course, you can't eat the like the shell of a hazelnut. No, and they're, they're a tough nut to crack. Really? If I can coin a phrase. Yeah, like father-in-law of the show, Bruce, Lori's dad, loves filberts, as he calls them being an Oregon man, he, he'll like take a, like a nutcracker or if necessary, like a vice grip and, and crack the shell 
on, on a hazelnut wow. and eat it as a snack. Wow. Yeah. Okay. I prefer my hazelnuts roasted with like the, the papery skin removed, but boy, doing that at home is, is it's a challenge. very tedious. Yes. I have done it uh, once for some sort of baking recipe and it had me toast the hazelnuts and then cool them enough to handle them. And I had to yeah. rub them in like a, a dish towel. Yep. So, Matthew, this is so cool. So these things have been eaten like for at least 8,000 years that we know of. Pretty amazing, right? Okay, yeah. The Mesolithic era was between like 15 and 5,000 years ago. And Mesolithic means medium rocks, right? I, I suppose so. Mm-hmm. Uh, but anyway, it was from like... It was um, an age of the earth when, when there were a medium amount of rocks around. It was from like 15,000 like before present day to 5,000. Okay. And so, so somewhere in there, around 8,000 years ago, there was uh, a group of people on an island in Scotland who left behind this large shallow pit filled with hundreds of thousands of burned hazelnut shells. Wow. And, and, you know, archaeologists have found this pit uh, and they radio radiocarbon dated these hazelnut shells to 6000 B.C. Do you think someone's going to come so along cool. and radiocarbon date our fire pit from when we went camping and find like hundreds of sheets of burned guitar chord charts for <laughs> probably <laughs> like probably. 90s power ballads? Probably. It's also called a cob nut, particularly in parts of the U.K., Never heard that. There's a particular type called a Kent cob nut, which I think is eaten still green. I, that sounds like a like a character on right? a, on a Kent cob nut. Mm-hmm. Matthew, let's go masterpiece theater uh, for your next novel. What if you um? <laughs> what if your main character's name is Kent Cobnut? Okay, I'm I'm with you so far. <laughs> he's going to be a romantic do? lead. It's good. Yeah, he's, it sounds very romantic. Okay. Uh, anyway, they're also, of course, called a filbert. There's a street in San Francisco called Filbert Street. Really? Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, anyway, you said in Oregon they're called filberts. It- I don't think I heard the word hazelnut until I was like a teenager, really? maybe. Like, because I knew the nut and they were just filberts. Yeah. That's so interesting. Like this, I I think probably this regionalism has diminished over time. But when I was a kid, like nobody in Oregon called a filbert a hazelnut. Interesting. Unless you were some kind of asshole. Yeah, big time. This episode is brought to you by Town Place Suites by Marriott. Whether you're traveling for work, need a place to stay while your home is being remodeled, or maybe you're just enjoying a relaxing week away, well, Town Place Suites by Marriott has all the comforts of home. Yeah, so they've got a full kitchen. Uh, they've got, you can borrow appliances. Like if you want a blender or a slow cooker while you're traveling, you can borrow it. No charge. <laughs> uh-huh. So like you could invite your friends or your coworkers over for like a post-meeting drink. You can bring your pet. You, totally allowed. Oh, I love this. And, oh, I see. They even have special pet items you yep. can use. And they have the built-in alpha closet system. Nothing makes me happier <laughs> when I am traveling and I have like a place to put away my clothes. Mm-hmm. Molly has seen what happens when I don't have a place to put away my clothes. Nobody wants to see nobody, that. Nobody. Yeah. So like a whole closet system where I can really like unpack for reals. I am down. Well, this is made for you then. And this is Town Place Suites by Marriott. Town Place Suites by Marriott has all the amenities you need to feel at home during your stay. Find the comforts of home at Town Place Suites. Go there with Marriott Bonvoy. My son had a gift with technology. With reliable internet at home through the Internet Essentials Program, the world opened up. 
He's part of this next generation of young people who feel they can thrive. Through Project UP, Comcast is committing $1 billion to help open doors for the next generation with the connectivity and skills they need to build a future of unlimited possibilities. In France, they're called noisette. Mm-hmm. Oh, I have a I have a recipe. I don't know if I can like find this recipe to share, but um, years ago, wife of the show Lori took a class at Culinary Communion, a cooking school in Seattle that no longer exists, with Chef Dana Cree, who very much still exists and is a friend of the show. And uh, one of the recipes she shared was for a uh, a hazelnut cookie that she called Galette Noisette. I think I think in France they're probably called something like Sable à la Noisette. Mm-hmm. It's a shortbread cookie with a large amount of uh, of ground hazelnuts in it, and it's super good. Matthew, where did you where did you get these? These hazelnuts we're eating. Yeah, they're oh, really good. I'm, I'm glad you asked. Last night, wife of the show, Lori and I, you, you know, last week on the Spouseless Eating Two episode, we talked about like what are the uh, cool couple activities that, that wife of the show, do. Lori and I like to do together. Mm-hmm. Here's one of them, probably like the most exciting of them all. We we sat down, we watched an episode of Ugly Betty, mm-hmm. and uh, we, oh my god, Ugly Betty. Oh my god! Molly <laughs> choked on a hazelnut and died. I loved Ugly Betty. I had never watched it before. We're oh, like really? how, we're like into season one. It's great. Yeah, it's great because because we we loved America Ferrera from Superstore, and we're like, hey, she had a whole other show, mm-hmm. and uh, and it's great. While we were watching the show, we took a full like large sized jar of Target Deluxe mixed nuts and sorted out. First, I'll sorted out all the almonds because I'm not big on almonds. And then sorted the remaining nuts into hazelnuts and other. So these are the hazelnuts that have been extracted from a jar of Target Deluxe Mixed Nuts. (laughs) So wait, all of these nuts have been handled by at least one person's hands prior to being put in this container and eaten by me. That is correct. But like people you love and maybe trust to handle your nuts. (laughs) Wait a minute. So... Is this like a t- whenever you guys get a new jar of Target mixed nuts? Is this pretty much? Is well, this how we it don't goes usually down? sort out the hazelnuts separately. That was for the benefit of the show. Okay, but usually we sort it into almonds and non-almonds. And what other nuts come in the mixed nuts from Target? Cashews, pecans. That might be it. Cashews, pecans, pecans hazelnuts. My, I and, like pecans, but I don't want to snack on them like that. Well, there aren't that many pecans in the jar. I'm guessing they're, they're the most expensive nut of the bunch. Mm-hmm. Okay. Huh. Well, these are delicious. Are these good? Way to go, Target. Yeah. Uh, interestingly. Um, <laughs> interestingly. Oh, dear God, please let there be something interesting on this on this agenda, Molly says. So I think that everybody knows the, the little gold foil wrapped Truffles mm-hmm. called uh, Ferrero Rocher, right? Yeah, they're they're famously advertised as being fancy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, anyway, those contain like a. a I chocolate... love things like that that are like supposedly fancy, but are actually not fancy. Uh, those contain a chocolate hazelnut mousse, right? Yeah. Or like a ganache. And Ferrero, which makes those, also makes Nutella, uh, which I've heard some people pronounce Nutella. How do you pronounce it? Nutella. Nutella? Oh, that's so interesting. I but always... I don't, I don't say that like I think I'm right. That's just like how I've always no, said No, no. I've just always thought to pronounce it Nutella. Anyway, so Ferrero, that company, single, single companied, produce, or, or wow, single-handedly, <laughs> single, single-companied. Wow, we're not hiring you to write the annual report again <laughs> next year. <laughs> uses... 
25% of the global supply of hazelnuts. That explains why One every company. every time there's like something that that uh, affects the global hazelnut supply, like it's always like, is there going to be a Nutella shortage? I've, I've, this this is a thing this? that comes. Oh yes, it never. <laughs> you like, are really tuned in to hazelnuts. <laughs> really, yeah. But also, like they were talking about a white claw shortage, but like there, I've not seen any evidence of a white claw shortage. Are you talking? Are you being serious about I'm being that? Serious too? about that too. Wow. Like they like they couldn't produce enough in time to keep up with demand, but like this did not affect the availability at the store three blocks from my house. Oh, have you been buying white claw since our white claw episode? No, but uh, wife of the show Lori took the remaining white claw to an office party and it, and was was lauded as a local hero. I made a fool of myself at uh, a friend's birthday party the other evening. Friend of the show, Mm -hmm. Sam, uh, turned 40 recently, and his lovely wife, Megan, threw a surprise party. And I was at the surprise party, and Megan gave a toast, and then Sam spoke, and something came up about cocktails or somebody and then somebody made a joke this was during the toast somebody made a joke or something about white claw and i was like do you even claw bro <laughs> and everybody at the party just turned and looked at me and none of them just knew. kind of the same way i looked at you when you said that during our white claw episode yeah nobody knew what i was talking mm-hmm. about and i was like oh god i think i've walked into the wrong party would it have been more or less awkward if i had been there and i had laughed really hard and no one else did no it would have been it would Better. Worse. It would have no? been better. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Lori, uh, Lori said she did drink a white claw at the office party. It was a, it was a grapefruit and she thought it was pretty good. Okay. Great. All I right. know everyone was wondering. Uh, okay. But hold on. Let's talk more about hazelnuts. Uh-huh. So they're, of course, I think of them mostly being used in confections, like candy making, chocolate candies. Mm-hmm. So, or like pralines, uh, truffles. They're used in some traditional Austrian cakes ground up. Oh. Um, <laughs> the cakes are ground up. <laughs> Matthew, stop it. Uh, they're used in the French cake d'aquoise, which is a oh. cake that has a layer of hazelnuts. Hazelnut meringue, kind of crispy that sounds and nutty. So fancy. It's so fancy. Matthew, I think that so when you and I were in Tokyo together mm-hmm. and we went to Pierre Hermé, I think that one of the two things we had had a layer of dequoise. I, I think you're probably right. I think. Um, I, maybe that. So wait, wait, can a can I don't a remember that like a, a dequoise can be a layer think, in another thing? Yeah, like an opera, like a, the okay. like an opera cake, I believe, is part dequoise. Could we could we take a little of like the the bourgeois or maybe uh, maybe a opera cake is a dequoise? I don't know the right terminology. Could could we could we like uh, make make dequoise like a little more of the people by calling it dac like? I'm gonna I'm gonna like house so, a couple of dads. Hazelnuts are also used in Turkish cuisine and Georgian mm-hmm. cuisine. This makes sense, and of course they're a common part of muesli. I oh n- yeah, I never I never think to eat muesli. I guess I never think to eat muesli either. And then of course frangelico liqueur is hazelnut right. flavored liqueur. I've never had it. Have you? I don't. I, I've definitely never had it like straight. It's possible I've had it like in a cocktail, but yeah, I, I would like to taste some straight. My favorite part of doing this hazelnut research was when I got when I scrolled down the Wikipedia page and got to the see also section. Okay. Okay, so th- these are the the items in the see also section. Uh, number one, filbertone. 
the principal flavor compound of hazelnuts. Oh, the Filbertones. It sounds like it would be like right? a soul band from Oregon. Totally. Yeah. Right? Uh, they would have had like a number one hit with like, uh, I'm a nut for you, baby. Uh-huh. Or something like that. And like that. lyrics would be like, underneath my papery husk, I'm I'm just like a... I trust you to to touch my nuts. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Like, that was their number one hit. I trust you to touch my nuts. It's weird that that was that that was a hit in in like 1956, but nobody oh, talking, nobody got the double they, entendre they back then. They just th- about nut sorting. They're just talking about nut sorting, <laughs> <laughs> which was and and to be fair, like like it makes sense because everyone knew that nut sorting was one of the major forms of entertainment in the 50s <laughs> because we hadn't in, invented like you know boggle with friends yet. All right. So next on the list in the see also section was, this is the phrase, list of hazelnut diseases. Okay. So then, of course, I had to click on the link to go over to the list of hazelnut diseases. Now, I went to print out the list. It was three pages long. Hazelnut growers are a resilient bunch to be able to Wait, deal. Wait, these are with. diseases of hazelnut growers. No, but uh, right, to be okay. able to like tolerate oh, dealing right. with this nonsense. I mean, if all we've farmers learned anything are... from from like our <laughs> I was gonna say our plant based episodes, but that's not what I mean. Like anytime we we stumble into the the topic of of plant diseases, growing plants is probably the worst job. Yes. Like, yes. The, Support every, your local yeah, farmers, especially exactly. your, your local hazelnut farmers for this episode. Or just like encourage them to get a different job. All right. Uh, Matthew, so so we have different categories here. Fungal diseases, viral diseases, phytoplasmal and spiroplasmal diseases. Oh, God. Miscellaneous diseases and disorders. I'm what, just going to read. I'm going to spiroplasm? I'm going to read some off to you. Okay. All right. And you tell me which ones are real and which ones are okay, fake. Okay. I'm so excited. Borosec. Real. Okay. It's real. Nectria canker. Nectria. Wow. Nectria sounds like, I mean, it sounds like a, a cross between a nectarine and a nutria, right? Mm hmm. Uh, real? It's real. Nutria canker. F- fake. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, it could be real, but it's not a hazelnut disease. Nectar canker. R- real? That's fake. Okay. Okay. Texas root rot. Real. It's real. Arkansas root rot. Fake? It's fake. Okay, fine. Um, all right. Filbert stunt. Real. It's real. Wow. Filbert dare. Fake. It's fake. Blanks. Blanks? B- like B-L-A-N-K-S? Real, I guess. It's real. Wait, so like, is that, that's like your, your hazelnut tree is shooting blanks? Uh, it's empty sh- empty nutshells <gasps> cause unknown blanks that would be the worst like what if what if you like went out to harvest your beautiful like hazelnut harvest <laughs> and and it turns out all the shells are empty that would be like just like god saying like screw you <laughs> okay brown stain real it's real <laughs> brown liquefied portions of shell and kernel cause unknown <laughs> Real but sad. Brown blast. No, that's a that's a Mountain Dew flavor. <laughs> fake. Catkin blast. Wait, was it real or not? It was fake. Catkin blast. Catkin real. blast. It's real. It's deformed catkins. Okay. <laughs> and, the, the, and the catkin is the reproductive organ of the. Oh, okay. Tree. Sun scald. Real. Wet feet. 
I mean, that's that's something that I live in fear of, but I think it's fake. <laughs> no, it's real. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's just saturated soil conditions for okay. an extended period. Anyway, my favorite is uh, is the old brown stain. Sure. And I, I also really I like... I Filbert stunt. Filbert stunt was pretty great. But like the... Like the the one with the empty shells that like blanks. It, that's blanks. It's like if you were like that would be the the topic of a horror movie aimed at nuts. Oh yeah, right. Like like you know here's our ch- here's our beautiful child. Like let's crack open the shell. <gasps> mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Speaking of which, Matthew, the next item <laughs> on the see also section was. And this is capitalized. Okay. The Hazelnut Child. All right. Okay. The Hazelnut Child is a fairy tale from Bukovina. From Buko, uh, Bukovina? Bukovina. You know what? I looked Bukovina? it up online to try to find out how Bukovina. to pronounce it. And I found four different ways of pronouncing it. Sure. And all of them you just did. <laughs> Okay. So anyway, uh, Bukovina, Bukovina, I'm not sure. A region, it's today divided between Romania and Ukraine. Okay. It, it's, it sort of straddles them. Anyway, here is the story okay. as I it appears ready. on Wikipedia. Now close your eyes and be taken away by this historic fairy tale. Okay, I'm, my eyes are closed. If I sound like I'm off mic, it's because I can't see the mic. Okay. A childless couple prayed for a child, though he were no bigger than a hazelnut. And then they okay. had such a son. <laughs> <laughs> well, they prayed wrong. <laughs> he never grew, but he was very clever. Okay. Don't read it. Let me, don't oh, you sorry, read it. Sorry, sorry. When he was 15, he said he wanted to be a messenger. There are a lot of like fairy tales and stories about what if, what if a couple had a kid, but the kid was smaller than usual. Yeah. Right? Okay. Like yeah. Tom Thumb, Stuart Little. Okay. His mother sent him to get a comb from his aunt. He climbed on a horse that a man was riding by and poked and pinched it until it galloped to the village. There he got the comb and took another horse the same way. This convinced his mother. What? Convinced her what? I'm not sure. Oh, okay. I see. So Hold like- on. It's not over. One day, his father left him in the fields with a horse while he went back home. This seems very dangerous. This child was this, this very This couple small. doesn't really care that much about Hazelnut Boy. <laughs> The hazelnut child. The hazelnut child, sorry. A robber tried to steal the horse. The hazelnut child jumped on the horse and pricked it until it ignored the robber and galloped home. The robber was jailed. Wow. When he was 20, the hazelnut child left home, promising to return when he was rich. He climbed on a stork as the storks were flying south. In Africa, (laughs) he amused the king until the king gave him a large diamond. The hazelnut child took it with him when the storks flew north again, so he and his parents were rich thereafter. So, I want to interrupt so many times. When you say that, he amused the, the king, <laughs> what did that entail exactly? I'm not sure. He's also so small. Can you imagine a hazelnut with a diamond balanced on its back riding a stork? No, and I thought I thought like this was going to be one of those stories where like at some point like he falls in love with like a regular sized like human woman and, and they uh, make and then, they make a baby right, and then that all is... you can think about is like how did that work <laughs> well he would have <laughs> like did he have to go like just like all the way in there hold on he would have jumped on his wife and pricked it <laughs> <laughs> according to the story yeah you're absolutely right yeah i would anyway, draw i would draw the question i'm very confused by this so so when he got the comb this convinced his mother 
Of what? Oh, oh, right. So I do have a theory here. I think he was trying to convince his mother, like, I can go out on my own, even though I'm small. Like, you can't keep me, like, locked up in the house okay. all the time. Okay. I'll go get you a comb, and that'll prove that I'm responsible. But still, not a good idea. It's, yeah, yeah. And then, I mean, I want to know how he, cl- so he climbed on a stork as the storks were flying south. This leads me to believe that he climbed on the stork as it was flying. It does sound like that. He's a magical hazelnut child. I mean, it would kind of have to be. Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, if you're from Bukovina or Bukovina, please get in touch. We have some questions about your uh, fables. Yeah. Anyway, these are, th- this story has appeared in, in multiple volumes of, of old fairy tales from, from the old world. Oh, what's its number in like that that like <clears throat> class academic uh, like there's a, there's an academic list of of uh, fairy tales and or like fairy tale types like mm. I, I run across this sometimes and it's and it's fascinating to me. Oh, I, I don't know. Uh, let, we'll, we could look it up after yeah. the show. Okay. Yeah, anyway. there was another thing we said we were going to look up, but we didn't. Oh, shrubs. Shrubs. They're they're uh, shrubs the same as a bush, I think. Whatever. And like it can be a tree. Matthew, did you have anything else you wanted to say about hazelnuts? I do. The Trader Joe's Milk Chocolate Hazelnut Bar is a beautiful thing. Is that the one it's often sold like on the end cap as you're checking out? I've only seen it above the freezer section. Okay, where the chocolate usually is. Where the chocolate usually is. It's in a blue cardboard box and it says like milk chocolate, like Swiss milk chocolate with 30% whole roasted hazelnuts. And it's the same idea as like the, what are the square... Ritter Sport bar, but I don't mm. think Ritter Sport chocolate is very good. Mm. So I think this is better. It's just, it's a milk chocolate bar with jillions of hazelnuts in it, and I love it. Okay, cool. Um, occasionally, they will make a, they will do a limited edition hazelnut Snickers, which is quite good. Mm. If you can get the the one that they market in Korea, that's the best one. Have you picked it up in Japan? Um, I've had someone send it to me from Korea. Why didn't you share it with me? I think I probably did, did at the you? time. Was it yeah. in our, like, did we have a, a South Korean junk food box? It or? might have been in there. This was years ago. Okay. So I haven't had one recently. I mean, you do sometimes see the American version, which is too sweet, but still pretty good. Do you ever bake with hazelnuts? Other than, well, other than wife of the show, Lori, I mean, I don't. I have not. Uh, wife of the show, Lori, sometimes makes those uh, hazelnut uh, shortbread cookies, which are very good. No, I should, because because like I don't do much baking in general, mm-hmm. other than of bread. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I love hazelnuts. Could you make Could you make like a hazelnut levan bread, like you make a walnut levan bread? I don't know why not. I think I might try this. I feel like hazelnuts are the most like eating them on their own. It would never occur to me to snack on them. They have an um, I associate them with desserts. They have this flavor that is somehow to me less, it's not that it's sweet, but it's less savory than Mm -hmm. other Mm. nuts. No, I think hazelnuts like in a salad are great. I think hazelnut oil in a salad dressing is great. Uh, At Cafe Press, they have for for an eternity now here in Seattle have had a butter lettuce salad with chopped hazelnuts on top. Oh, I'm I'm having breakfast at Cafe Press on Saturday. I'm, I I mean, tomorrow. I haven't been there, admittedly, in like a year. But, okay. uh, but they I was there ha- recently and I got the, they've the had it forever. Uh, pan au chocolat à l'ancienne, which, mm. is, which is just like a toasted baguette with a big chunk of chocolate melting oh, in it. Yes, it's great. Yes, yes, um, I snack on hazelnuts all the time. I think you should, too. One other thing. my So my sister, now <clears throat> her, her children are like all college age or older. Mm-hmm. 
But when they were in grade school, she was like super mom about making like homemade Christmas gifts for her kids' teachers. And something that she would make, uh, because it was quite simple, was um, she would make chocolate bark. And she would toast nuts mm-hmm. and um, and then melt chocolate and, and, you know, pour it out on a sheet, mix it, mix the nuts in and then pour it all out on a sheet pan and let it harden, break it up into pieces. And I seem to remember her doing a dark chocolate bark that had hazelnuts that in it. That sounds great. It sounds so easy to make. What a great gift. You know what I wish existed? And maybe it does. Please let me know, listeners, if, if you know of such a thing. I want something that's like a kind bar, like a nut-based mm. snack, like protein snack bar mm-hmm. that is that is largely toasted hazelnut based i love your so love for good. hazelnuts yeah they're my favorite nut it's beautiful to see your love for this nut you can find us online at spilledmilkpodcast.com and facebook.com slash spilled milk podcast i know what do we want to what do we want to ask the listener Oh, I would like somebody to weigh in about shrubs versus bushes versus trees. Shrubs versus bushes versus trees. Which is the best? Uh, Which is the best? (laughs) Which would win in a fight? Um, I would also like listeners to... If there was a fight like in the Rush song, The Trees, which would win? Well, I would also like it if we had any listeners who are from Bukovina or from Romania or Ukraine, anywhere around the region that this fairy tale comes from. Please let us know um, how how it works. (laughs) When you say you mean like how how a a tiny uh, chestnut boy impregnates a human female? Hazelnut boy. Hazelnut boy. No, it's hazelnut son. No, hazelnut Hazelnut child. Hazelnut child. Anyway, I know what what I really want to know is how he got on the stork. How did he get on the stork? And how can you get on the stork? We all need to get on the stork and do what we need to do. Pick him up. He went to the stork stop. The stork pulled up. He got on. Maybe he was waiting in the cabbage patch when the stork dropped off a baby. This makes sense. He climbed into the blanket that the stork was holding. I think you're absolutely right. He's a he was a stork away. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I'm Matthew. Wait, did we say the things? I think it was Our fine. producer is Abby Circatelli. You can find us on Instagram at Spilled Milk Podcast. You know all the things. I'm Matthew Epster Burton. I'm Molly Weisenberg. I have every reason to be optimistic about it. How about that? That sounds great. Um, do you expect the best? I expect the best. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm moving to Debbie country. We're going to have to do the show remotely. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you do have to go to where the flavor is. Exactly. Yeah. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. 